everything about this song is is that bad. It it's that bad. Yeah, we just need to stop because it's yeah. about to get very real. It is. <laughs> You're about to hear the unloading of someone who has years of pent up, uh, blocked out pain. We're gonna unload all over this song. <laughs> expend ourselves yeah, everything's not gonna be all right this is a song circle jerk <laughs> this is like uh 20 years worth of emotional edging oh my god <laughs> but the bad kind yeah oh my christ are we ready uh it meant oh, okay all right yeah. Oof, yeah all right yeah that bad <laughs> that bad everything about it mark <laughs> podcast where we take a deep dive into lyrics that are questionable at best but have largely dodged public ridicule until now right off the jump with a slurping this man seth is I going ham gotta get jacked up on the fuel for this one <laughs> give me fuel give me fire give me that with that give me podcast fuel tonight yeah yeah I, um, I need my my tea for this one man this one oh jesus i tried i was just discussing with mark you might have heard it might that might have been a prequel you know a little uh, a little bit at the at the beginning how i tried to hold back on this when we were discussing doing this this week uh, or last week when we discussed you know what's the next episode gonna be which we're gonna do with this one um but i you know mark was just like i hate it and i was like well let's you know let's let's give it it's due let's just you know because it's been 20 years since i've heard this song on a regular basis and i just wanted to i had, i remembered it but I didn't want to like go full bore on the on the on the dislike and the and just about to talk into it. The time has come mm. to say fair's fair. Yeah, um, guys, we're not even going to talk about guys. the week. We're just going to get right it's, into this. Sean okay. Mullins. It's been a good week. It's been a good week. And then this came. And on. then and then Elise, uh, who could not be with us this evening, thrust this in our laps and said. Like a like a like a cat with a dead bird. It said, "Look what I brought to you." We just had to pay attention to it. <laughs> look, look, yeah, I'm, look upon. Aren't you proud what of I me? Brought to you. Aren't you and proud said, of what I've done? I'm not proud. <laughs> <laughs> this is a song by really? Sean Mullins, and the song is called "Lullaby," which is a mystery because he says "lullaby" once. <laughs> yeah. And as a matter of fact, when I saw that she um had mentioned this song. My first instinct was the song is called Rockabye, I'm pretty sure, because he that, says Rockabye a bunch. Yeah. And then I was like, mm. and so I looked it up and I was like, well, maybe I'm remembering the lyrics wrong. Maybe the lyrics are, are, are lullaby. And no, no, the song is called Lullaby. But he says Rockabye like 18 times. So he does he does say the word lullaby initially uh in before the first chorus mm -hmm. but um i you know imagine <laughs> imagine I, the mystery uh, there's gonna be a lot of that there's gonna be a lot of stuttering in this episode just at the at, mm. at how how bad uh everything gets we're gonna we're gonna trip over our words probably a couple of times just in in uh in, in the awe of how bad these lyrics are uh released in 1998 Song's over twenty years old, twenty three years old. The song can drive and drink. Yep. The song can can defend the the country <laughs> with a rifle. Um, yeah. He is. Uh, he this song was at number one 
and he has been nominated for a Grammy Can Award. You believe that for this fucking song? Probably number one in New Zealand too. Oh, the way I'm it's been going sure. I'm now. sure it's up there in oh, New Zealand. Oh God! Are the, you kidding me? There's no doubt about born it. Born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Yep. He made an acquaintance of of, of uh, Amy Ray of the Indigo Girls. Right. Who I don't know if you guys have if, how much of our audience has heard the Indigo Girls. But are incredibly good and write incredibly good lyrics. Mm-hmm. That didn't seem to rub off on old Sean. No, the song he looks like a cross between Kurt Cobain and um and uh, Chad Kroger from Nickelback. Okay. Um, <clears throat> there's really not a whole lot to talk about him. No, this song is from uh, his fourth studio album. Can you believe it. There were three more before this. Can you believe it? The song is called, or the album is called Soul's Core. Soul's Core. That's the name of it. Let me just say that one more time. Soul's Core. Soul's Core. Soul's, yeah. He he dug down in, he, it's like he... The he, core of his soul. The core of his soul is expressed in... And this, this is what's in there. Pile of... <laughs> Shit. Go. This is what's coming when out. You, when you take that soul and you just split that fucker in half and you just get right down to the middle bits, what do you got? This. You've got this fucking song. This is and what then what you do is you just put it back together. Right. <laughs> just stitch it up. Right. Put his soul back in and then just, you know, pat him on the back mm. and let him go. <laughs> just try to. Please get him away. a job at Circle K or some shit. I mean, yeah, please yeah. go. Not there's go anything away. wrong with working at Circle K, but yeah. um, don't let him near any children. Probably. Um, he looks actually. When I say this, he looks like a mix mixture between Beck and Matthew Sweet. Okay, is what I thought. He is. Yeah. He has a general 1990s look. He's got a uh, yeah vibe, but yeah. playing um look. you know I, I don't know this uh, he's just. Playing very bad music. Uh, the lyrics to this song are terrible. Be- the delivery of the lyrics may be the biggest issue with the song. The biggest crime, yeah. Um, the lyrics are terrible, and we will get into them. Um, this song has a lot of adoring fans. There are a lot of people who love this song. Mark, and- I haven't had the chance to go through Genius and Song Facts and stuff like that and A to Z and all that stuff. So I'm sure you have. There is a three paragraph en- essay from 2004 um, on songmeanings.com mm-hmm. uh, where a woman named Drenched in Wine <laughs> talks uh, very, Which you have very to be deeply. to understand this shit, yeah. Which I will read later on. Okay. I'm not going to read it from the jump. Be, uh, but um, You were laughing at the name of the records. Can I just go down? I'm just going to read the list of, of albums that he oh, did. I, number, I love that. Soul's Core, Soul's Core, mm-hmm. which is at the middle, mm-hmm. uh, is, is the name of this one. His first one, and just everyone that I'm reading is sequential, Better Days, Big Blue Sky, <laughs> almost as funny, Eggshells, <laughs> uh, Soul's Core, Beneath the Velvet Sun, uh, Ninth Ward Pickin' Parlor, Honeydew, Light You Up, uh, and uh, My Stupid Heart. Oh, and then in 28, he, re- he, re- he released the Souls Core Revival because he had to milk it for just a couple more weeks. You know, had to pay a couple bills. Uh, <laughs> um, so you mentioned earlier that he looks like a cross uh, between Beck and Matthew Sweet. Yeah. Did you know he was in a band with Matthew Sweet? I did not. There's um, nothing about that 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 you know uh, 
fixes what he's done. Yeah, he never yeah. again reached the Hot 100. Shocker. His next album, Beneath the Velvet Sun, was released in 2000 and went nowhere. Mm-hmm. He said, and I quote, My creative side took over and I was like, I want to do something really different that would still be me. Uh, in 2003, he released an album on Columbia uh, with The Thorns, mm-hmm. a group he formed with Pete Droge yeah. and Matthew Sweet. Wow. Which also flopped. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Lullaby is filled with imperfections, including words that don't really rhyme. You're kidding. Which is part of its charm. Not, not, no, it's not. He says, the whole album was written from the journal entries that I would do on the road. <laughs> so after that night... The lyric was pretty much done. I never edited back then at all. Yeah. We, He's we one of tell. the thousands of songwriters out there that went, oh, just open up my journal and pull some words out of that and make a song out of it. Guys, if you ever think about writing a song, just stop there. He says that he drew inspiration on this song from Joni Mitchell and Ani DeFranco. No way. They should collectively kill him. Yeah, absolutely. And drink his blood. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I'm not an Ani DeFranco fan. But I would but I would listen Mitchell. to well I mean yeah. and I would listen to Ani DeFranco any day of the year over this absolutely this is the most schlocky we just got to get into it because some of these lyrics are so fucking bad going beyond the lyrics Mark the music the sound everything about everything that surrounds this song from it's from the corona to the core is bad it's mm. horrible absolutely horrible it has not gotten as a matter of fact i might go so far as to say this might be the worst song we've ever done i think so this is probably the worst song we've ever done. it's one of those that i'm so blinded my for my hatred of it and so blinded by my hatred for it that i can't tell if i'm being like too hard on it or or if i'm justified in my hatred and maybe some people can tell me but i remember because this came out 90 i was 18 years old right and I was very full-fledged into... I got into indie music when I was like 16, mm-hmm. 15, so right. 95, something like that. At this point, I was probably very much like a lot of popular stuff. I was very like, fuck that. Too cool for. Yeah. I, same thing with me. Um, or at least way more aware that there was another world of music out there that concerts didn't cost $50 to go see. Right. It's not just a pablum that you have to eat off the radio. Right. Um. Yeah. So when this song came out and the way it's delivered and everything, it spoke to me on such a level of hate that I don't know that another song has ever really hit me in this way. Really? That much? I just can't stand it. I just can't fucking stand it. Okay. And I can't say it's all the lyrics because the music video is fucking atrocious. It's just as bad. Uh, We just need to get into it. Yeah, just to let you know that... Same time, same era, going through a, a, kind of the same things. Um, when I heard it, I just turned it off. Yeah. I just, because I had control over what was being heard, I just turned it off. So I knew it was bad. Last week, when I heard your hatred pop up for it, I thought to myself, if I haven't heard this song that much, and you wondering, you know, questioning your hatred for it, Mark, let me, from man to man, from friend to friend, mm-hmm. from tea drinker to tea drinker, your hate is justified. Thank it you. is completely and totally justified. Thank you for this is for one letting the... me know that because it's um you know it's a hard thing. Uh huh. It's a hard thing. Um. You know, not wanting to just hate stuff because it's popular, mm-hmm. but wanting to hate stuff because it's um because it's actually a piece of shit. It's not 
There's nothing redeeming about it. It's not good. It doesn't sound good. The things that it has created and spawned are bad as well. Mm-hmm. It's just everything about it is bad. And I don't think we've ever. I don't think we've been able to go to this level with any other song. Mark, it's time to do it. We've got a very stupid intro with a shoop, 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 and you were talking about how you hate that right off. Two things about that intro. Intro number one. Um, it is, it is originally, that effect is originally taken from Are You Experienced by Jimi Hendrix, the song, not the record. The song is, of course, on the record, mm-hmm. but when you listen to the beginning of, it's, it's a reverse loop that he does of his guitar. It's like a, they, they play it backwards, and that's where that sound first came from. But as I was thinking about this, it is also at the beginning of Loser by Beck. I was thinking that. That's it's the same effect as at the beginning of Loser by Beck. And this dude looks like he is in the video to a degree aping off Beck. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's it was the time for blonde shoulder length shaggy hair, um, but he wasn't doing himself any favors. split down the middle. A um, couple of you see him a couple of times in uh, flannel shirts. Of course, that's not completely unusual at the time, but it doesn't help. No. It doesn't help at all. No. Um, and. Uh, yeah, me too. Me too. I feel like we're just going to get too, too uh, overzealous about this shit. We might. Probably. Yeah. Because we care about music. Yeah. You know, I mean, really, we're we people that actually lyrics, care about, about the quality of music that comes out. She grew up with the children of the stars. In the Hollywood Hills and the Boulevard. Her parents threw big parties. Everyone was there. They hung out with folks like Dennis Hopper and Bob Seger and Sonny and Cher. I think they're all dead except for Cher. I'm not sure. <laughs> no, Bob Seger's still alive. Yeah, Bob Seger's still kicking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got Bob Seeger and we've got we've got Cher. I wonder if this is if this is a part the 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 uh, the um, the uh, you know the famous people part came right out of his uh, his his diary. He was like people I'm gonna <laughs> hang out with when I get to Hollywood. Bob Seeger, Sonny and Cher. Uh, who else did he say? Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper. Yeah, these are all people that this like is his wish list to the stars. Right. Um, so we don't really know what we're getting into so far. It sounds pretty sweet. <laughs> um, you know, uh, just kind of letting you know that she grew up basically in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, do you think that these are like his first impressions of when he got to Hollywood coming from the South and like, you know, this is what he saw, you know, he sees, uh, pretty girls that are out sad all the time. You know, growing that grew up in in Hollywood situations, maybe. I mean, I maybe think, I think I read a thing or two saying that this was influenced by a specific woman um, that he met, um, hmm. and uh, yeah, the song was inspired by a woman approached that approached Mullins in 1997 after his gig at the L.A. Con- uh, restaurant Genghis Cohen. <laughs> Uh, they had a few drinks, and she proceeded to tell him her life story, which he used as the basis of the lyric. And then he said to her, now do you want to hear mine? She kind of blew my mind with her crazy childhood and teenage years. Right. It was really cool. It was cool. 
he added there were certain details like Sonny and Sharon, Bob Seger, mm-hmm. things in it that were real. But there's also certain things about her character in the song that aren't really like her. The person in the song took a sadder turn. The actual girl really had her act together, and she was very smiley. Her smile was incredible. So what we're finding out here is that the song is actually just a giant lie. It's, yeah. That uh, it's it, it's it's taken from her in that, just like I said in the beginning, this sounds pretty nice. And in reality, it was actually pretty it cool. It was actually pretty she cool. She actually yeah. had a pretty good time. Yeah. And he decided, I'm going to take that and make it sound like this is really rough. Right. When in reality, maybe not so rough. Who she wants to hear smile. a happy ending, Mark? Yeah. <laughs> Who wants, I mean, why would you, I mean, you, you, the, the sad songs say so much. Pretty much everything that happened is exactly like she told it, except how bummed she is, which is most <laughs> of the song and the reason for the chorus. Right. Uh, that was not real. Right. I, I fabricated that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I don't know. Hanging out with Bob Seger and Sonny and Cher, I, I might get depressed. I'm not sure. I'd want, if I lived in Hollywood, I'd want to hang out with like Phyllis Diller and Paul Lind and, you know, people like that. That'd be great. <laughs> I would love that. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be adamantly opposed to that. Um She feels safe now in this bar on Fairfax. And from the stage, I can tell that she can't let go and she can't relax. And just before she hangs her head to cry. I sing to her a lullaby. A lullaby. Uh, Almost sounds like Phyllis Diller, Mark. <laughs> I mean, come on, it's just and uh, if take going away from the lyrics for just a second, and when he gets to that, she can't let go and she can't relax it. He he puts it across as can't relax. Yeah, we cannot. I'm I'm trying my best to not um deliver these in a Sean Mullins way because they're awful. Uh, it's the delivery is horrible. The delivery is scary has a creep factor in and of itself yes he could have read um a, a recipe in this voice right and i would like shield my child from him two sticks of butter <laughs> slightly softened cinnamon one bay leaf <laughs> i mean yeah you're right take your chuck roast <laughs> put it in the crock pot be sure to sear it first. <laughs> like oh. it, I've never had the the lyrics to your your uh, your white whale, the Rod Stewart song. <laughs> yes, the lyrics are what makes it creepy. But the if I mean the, the delivery is not the delivery is not creepy yeah, it's not at as bad all. As this, yeah, this. Can you imagine if he, oh. if Sean Mullins covered tonight the night. <laughs> Cut the phone Cutting line. the phone <laughs> That's the first thing. Lock the door. Oh, shit. That would be, that would, that would be it. That, it would be done. It we'd would, have to close this podcast. We'd have to down. close it down. That's it. This is, yeah, oh, my done, God. We've done everything we can. Yeah. Um, Mark, I'm sorry. I, I, are we going to talk like this to each no, other for I, the next week? I don't week? think I can. <laughs> um, well, and, you know, he says that she feels safe now on this bar in this bar on Fairfax. Mm. Um, and it's, uh, it's interesting cause he at no point alludes to her not feeling safe mm. in, in the prior things. Like I said, it sounds pretty sweet and we do find out that her life 
actually did turn out pretty okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and he can tell from this day that she can't let go and she can't relax. Yeah, what kind of insight does he have as a musician that he can tell what a girl's mood is just from standing and looking at her on the stage at a at a bar? Now I'm also going to say this. I don't believe it. I just don't believe <laughs> he it. He says. He says. Uh, and just before she hangs her head to cry, I sing to her a lullaby. No, that's what made her cry. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> exactly. Because it happened beforehand, Sean, I've got some fucking, I got some news for you. Yeah, shut up. I think your lullaby is yeah. what made her cry. It's like, Fuck I don't it. know what happened. She doubled over and fell on the floor. And right before that, I punched her in the stomach. <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, you punching her in the stomach is probably what made her double over and fall on the ground. Bar it's, manager's like, you're out. Come on, <laughs> off, pack it up. On. Let's go. Do you know who that is? You're, you're fucking, yeah. Her, she hangs her parents. That's, that's Sonny and Cher's agent. <laughs> right, yeah, Get the fuck exactly. out of here, Sean. Back yeah. to Atlanta. <laughs> that's Robert De Niro's kid. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then she, uh, then then he gives to us the, the chorus. He sings her. Yes, the chorus, which he goes from uh, creepy, grim, grumbly tones to trying to hit, trying to sing with the angels all of a sudden. I said everything is gonna be all right. Rockabye. Everything. Rockabye. Oh man. Oh yeah. It's just it's everything's gonna be all right. The crazy thing is, is Rockabye. Not only is it a bad rock-a-bye. line, it's a it's terrible. Da, 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 rockabye. Yes. Oh. Not only is it are the words really bad, the delivery is positively shit yes it is just shit yeah it's it's pathetic and terrible in every way a song can be bad Everything. <laughs> is this what i and, sound like and, when i got and, clipped <laughs> jesus and rockabye yeah yeah and who, so who, who does he think he is he's at this bar he's playing on stage he sees her he clocks that she's uneasy <laughs> that, that she has some dis-ease going right. on so he goes everything and then she starts crying (laughs) i would cry too yeah whoever you are los angeles woman i feel you yeah (laughs) i understand where you're coming from i now my parents didn't hang out with danny devito and fucking sunny and Cher or whoever the fuck no Um, no mary lou henner for you mark yeah Yeah. no no uh norman greenbaum or whoever no no tony danza no no (laughs) but uh i would cry too if i was sitting there and, uh, and uh, you know, part of me wonders uh, whether or not he clocked her correctly as to uh, as to feeling uh, as to what. Yeah. As it, to, to take things in the direction that he did to try and sing her a lullaby. Yeah. He didn't. He doesn't have it figured out. Right. Yeah. No. OK. She still lives with her mom outside the city. <laughs> Down that street about a half a mile. <sighs> and all her friends tell her. She's so pretty, that delivery. Oh, it's so bad. But she'd be a whole lot prettier if she smiled once in a while. Because even her smile looks like a frown. (laughs) She's seen her share of devils in this angel town. Is that the worst stanza that we've ever gone across? Is that the worst set of lyrics we've ever done? But she'd be a whole lot prettier if she smiled okay, once in a let's, while. Let's hold off the second part. Okay, for all a right. Second. Yeah, because the second go over part it. is right. the most problematic and the most. It's the worst. 
misunder it, it just doesn't make any sense. So she still lives with her mom outside the city, <laughs> down that street about a half a mile, right. as if he's traveling with you and showing you. Right. I don't know where the fuck you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, just can you give me some direction and not just a pronoun, Captain? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and I don't know why this has anything to do with anything, really. Um, but here he is letting us know. Yeah, what did that... Yes, what did that have to do with anything? And the fact that he says, and all her friends tell her that she's so pretty. Where he's, like, trying... So I think what he's and trying the, to do here is, like, mock the... Uh, the, like the friends? The, the, the friends and, like, that... You're so pretty. Oh, like, okay, maybe that kind of thing. Yeah, but the way it, it just the way it, it comes across with that fucking delivery, you have to dig for that answer you're mark. So pretty. Oh. It's like again, clutching, clutching your your ten year old, regardless <laughs> of sex, regardless of gender. Please don't look at that. Awful regardless picture, of child. orientation. Yeah. Please stay away from my child. Whatever you are, whoever you are, you sound like Pennywise. We're just and waiting for our beignets. Please back away from the family. <laughs> so this is a deep cut. We'll just say it here, I guess. Seth uh, was at uh, Disney Resort, the Polynesian. Uh, no, we were at uh, uh, French Quarter. French Quarter. Yeah, Porter. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Beignets. Um, and uh, came across a good friend of the No Nonsense Trivia podcast, Gil. And it's Gil. It's Gil. And... Um, <laughs> They have never met each other, nope. but they knew each other from pictures and such. Um, and on the podcast, we talked a little bit about how um, how they saw each other, but we didn't really talk about it. And then Seth told me today that he, he ostensibly walked up to them while they were in the middle of talking and standed over, <laughs> standing over them. I essentially approached them <laughs> Sean Mullen style. <laughs> I mean, really. I did. Yeah. I just kind of stood there and looked at him for a second, seeing, you know, I, I mean, I'm kind of known for this, making, ter- taking awkward situations and just plugging them in yes. for my own amusement yes. at first, but then ameliorating the situation by letting the person know, hey, everything's okay. In this case, everything's going to be I, all right. <laughs> everything's going to be all right. It's Gil. <laughs> yeah. And apparently yeah. Gil's uh, wife, who is um... easily shocked. <laughs> Apparently, I think so. Was uh, was like very perturbed by your presence. I, I think until she you was, finally yeah. made it be known that I think uh, even after she was still perturbed. <laughs> Don't worry, it's okay. Yeah. Um. But she'd be a whole lot prettier if she smiled once in a while, <laughs> which um. I don't know if he's saying that that's what they're saying to him or if he's saying that. No, I think he is completely unaware and is a guy that would say to a girl, why don't you just smile? It'll make everything better. One of those assholes that doesn't get it. Yeah. I think that's who that's who Sean Mullins is. Well, and it's funny because when you read the real story about the woman, he's like, oh, she had a great smile. She she was really smiley. It's like, again, this song is complete horseshit. Yeah. Like, you know, the, the woman the woman that this is based off of was smiley and mm-hmm. was smiling. Could have gone that direction, Sean, but no, you didn't. Uh, now, here's what doesn't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. He says she'd be a whole lot prettier if she smiled once in a while because, okay. Right. So we're saying, like, this is why she'd be a whole lot prettier if she smiled once in a while. Mm-hmm. And what is the reason? Because even her smile looks like a frown. Immediately contradicts what does himself. That ma- what, is that, what does that mean? Yeah. He immediately contradicts himself. What the fuck does that mean? It's. I mean, if she smiled every once in a while, because even her smile looks like a frown, 
Doesn't what? help. Obviously, it doesn't help. That doesn't make any sense. Still frowning. Still sad. I, I, I'm, I'm absolutely blown away. I don't understand at all how that's supposed to make any fucking lick of sense. Even rationalizing it by injecting the last line, she's seen her share of devils in this angel town. Doesn't help. Right. Doesn't help. And this angel town, of course, a big nod to Los Angeles. Right. It's another guy that went out to Los Angeles, and I'm going to make my fortunes out there writing. A, he thought he'd be Sheryl Crow and write, you know, a bunch of L.A. songs, you know. It should be against the law to refer to Los Angeles with anything with angels in it at this point. Yeah. It yes. has just been overdone. We get it. Yep, yep. It's the city of angels. We get it. Right, right. Let that die with, like, the distillers. I think that they're the last band that could reference the city of angels. We're enough already. It's been done. Yeah. Been done. I mean, just stop. Um, yeah, and she's seen her share of devils in this angel town. Guess what? There are devils in this fucking town, in this coral town. Could There's be devils anywhere. in that fort town. Could be anywhere. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're everywhere. Like, people that are pieces of shit are everywhere. <clears throat> pieces of shit all over the country. All over the world. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, L.A. is not special in that way. No. Everything's gonna be all right. Rockabye. Rockabye, and there's some backing vocals there that um, don't help. Every and they're bad. Is gonna be all right. Rockabye, rockabye, and then we got the got 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 rockabye. Yeah, and then the lamest fucking guitar solo I, that is one note oh for half of it. You guys can't hear see me emoting right now. Is it's this the that. worst guitar solo ever in any song? <laughs> it's I I remember this is the one thing that I didn't clearly remember from the song was that the guitarist holds out one note over the verse chords and I was like how is this still happening? Yes. And then he does some very wangsterish shit when it goes into like the the pre-chorus chords or whatever. But holy shit. Wangsterish is being nice. Is totally being nice. It is shit. To be honest with you, any part where Sean Mullins is not singing, I helps the song. I will give it my full unmitigated <laughs> support. <laughs> like, fine. Uh, yeah, honestly, just play that one note the whole song. Oh, it'll be a better song. Yeah, but it's still a exactly. shit. It's sh- oh, the it's worst. Awful. It's the worst guitar guitar solo maybe in any song ever. And I'm yeah. not joking. No. I'm not saying that lightly. It's, I've heard a lot of songs. Yeah, it's very very terrible. Um. And, like, I mean, the only thing good about it, again, is that Sean Mullins is not involved, mm-hmm. except for sitting back there and, and He's still grimacing. strumming like a motherfucker. Oh, yeah. In the video, anyway. And then after the solo, we get a little breakdown. Right. Which is, they, might I add that in the video, he's strumming with all of his power the whole way through the song. Uh-huh. The song's mostly piano, man. Oh, yeah. It's mostly piano-driven. So, I told bass her and piano. Go ahead. I ain't so sure about this place. It's hard to play a gig in this town and keep a straight face. Seems like everybody's got a plan. And then it's kind of like Nashville with a tan. (laughs) This this is the line. I mean, talk about the coup de gras. Like... Dude, that that is <laughs> now, man. W- let me just go ahead and be a hundred percent transparent. 
I didn't listen to the song until today. Um, part in part because I know how much I hate it, and I knew it was going to make my blood pressure spike, and it did. Um, and we put it on, and um, I cannot stand when people laugh at their own jokes. Yeah, I I've heard you say that more than like, times. Yeah, I get it, and I'm sure I've done it, and I know other people have done it, and there are times where like people say funny shit, and you just can't help it. Right. But like the delivery on this line should be in some way like barred from being able to exist. There should be a warning label on this lyric. Yeah. Yeah. Because he delivers it with a, it's kind of like Nashville with a tan, with a tan. And it's like, no, it's not. Shut up, asshole. In what way is it like Nashville with a tan? It's first of all, Nashville's in the South. Yeah. Where you can get a tan. We're, Loads of people have tans. Right, exactly. It's the fucking South. Yeah. We're not talking about Alaska. Right. We're talking about... Not talking about Washington State. <laughs> We're not talking about fucking Seth Canada. Seth is tapping it's, his forehead as I'm if just, he's in it's, some it's, kind of therapy. The thing is, the thing is, Mark, is that I see this guy, you know, like he talked about with his little journal and looking in his little journal and writing that down. Mark, and look at him. He's like smirking at himself. Oh, with oh, a tan. absolutely. I'm going to use that one. Oh, that one's That one's going to get used. And he thinks, this guy thinks he's fucking Bob Dylan. Oh, yeah. He totally, there's no awareness here to what he really is. Mm-hmm. Bob Dylan probably wrote, you know, uh, probably wrote, you know, uh, 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 Rainy Day Woman or whatever and just didn't laugh, didn't think anything else, just put it away and came back to it when it was time to write the fucking song. This guy probably sat there for a good 30 minutes going... <laughs> I'm going to kill him with that tan. Oh, line. I'm sure. <laughs> gonna, he thought. Oh, they're going to love is, that in the studio. He put all of his eggs into this yeah. song. Yeah. He like put all his best lines like, well, there was that one I was going to use over here. Yeah. But now I guess I'll go ahead and use it for the put keeping it all in this. Keeping one. a straight face line. Rhyming it with place. Right. It's going to work. <laughs> yeah. It's totally going to work. Um, Mark. Hey, Mark. It fucking did. Goddamn thing went number one. People fucking bought it, man. I You're mean, not wrong. Oh, God. Pete Townsend was right. Any jackass can write a pop song. Yeah. Any fucking jackass. Oh. Um, and I don't know why it's hard to keep a straight face uh, when he's playing a gig in this town. I guess maybe because every, I, I don't I don't exactly know. He he doesn't really talk much about what's so bad about L.A. Yeah. Um, yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't give any indicator as to why things are so bad or why she's so sad. There's really nothing in this song that would tell you, you know, this girl is sad because of this. Because, you know, other than she can't let go and can't relax. Yeah. That's it. That's well, the only I mean, that's the only the thing we're told. The closest thing is is she's seen her share of devils. But I mean, I, I don't know if that's just trying to allude to like some kind of like someone like being predatory toward her toward her or whatever. Right. Or, There's really never like a fine point put on it. But he never talks about what's wrong with L.A. He calls L- he says that L.A. is like Nashville with a tan. But what's wrong with Nashville? And he says that everybody's got a plan. Shouldn't people have a plan? Yeah. yeah. Shouldn't people that are trying to like get their their uh, shouldn't people be goal oriented? Yes. yes. I mean, shouldn't they be yeah. trying to like do something with their lives, especially if they're, oh, I just showed up with my guitar on my back and I don't know what I'm doing. Well, then you're going to fail probably. <laughs> right. Like, I got bad news for you. Right. And it, this whole last verse is just like it the whole the whole, you can tell seems like everybody's got a plan 
exists solely to to rhyme it with type or to with a it exists solely to rhyme it with tan yeah um, yes yes it, it was very just it, it, he just wrote it down one day and thought this is gonna work god it did to a degree that's what's really fucking sad about this mark i mean it's just then we get the the very any cool. guy any just to any any males out there listening i just want to tell you this to insinuate to tell to just come out and say it to insinuate you know, oh, you'd look a lot prettier if you just smiled is the wrong thing to say to a woman every time. Yeah. Every single time. So just just so you know that, I'm, I'm putting don't. that out there. Just don't do it. Stop. Anytime, if you can't make her smile organically, just with your personality, with the things that you say, don't try and crowbar it. It never works. <laughs> right. It's like telling someone to calm down when they're mad. Same thing. Just shut your mouth and just... Just sit there. Fuck and, me, this guy's an asshole. Uh, then we get the little breakdown. Right. And clipped, I mean, by the balls got clipped. Everything is going to be all right, which you can't really guarantee. Rock a bye. Rock a bye. Um. And then he does this, yeah, 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 over himself singing, yeah, everything else is going to be all right, rock-a-bye, right, rock-a-bye, and you know, it's very reductive if she does have some very serious issues regarding some kind of like sexual something or other or like physical abuse, for him him to just say everything's going to be all right is also very reductive, Um, to just say like, oh, everything's going to be all right, it's like, how the fuck do you know? You, yeah. you don't know me. Um, he just met her in a fucking bar. Yeah. That and was expressed. Again, I'll remind you. He just got there. The actual woman in the song was just <laughs> fine. She's, she's... Till you started your lullaby. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, even like the one that he met and talked to that was the basis of the song. He's like, yeah, no, actually, uh, that whole sad thing, not her. Just made it up. Just kind of yeah. went nuts with it. It's I like, wonder how she feels about this. That girl... She's like that asshole wrote a sad when song. When this song about comes me. on, she probably has to run out of the restaurant. Yeah. Like I can see her on like her fifth year anniversary. Uh, you know, I can see her now her explaining it to her kids and her two point five right. kids. Listen, guys, there's this asshole. His name's Sean Mullins. I met him at a bar on Fairfax twenty fucking years ago. All right, don't listen to anything he has to say. <laughs> um, and then it's just like chorus upon chorus with those backing yang, vocals. Rockabye. Oh everything and it, it takes a long time to be end. all right Remember oh we yeah talked about pink well it does the rockabye off, you know um rockabye then he does another one rockabye then he does another one right bye bye there's even like a little drum piano breakdown bye. where it's just like it just and then it builds back bye he just says bye 20 times and he does that again it's like uh it's like the friend where you're trying to be like yeah uh, oh yeah wow crazy yep yeah wow i got it oh oh wow. you can end it now wow it's like bye yeah bye yeah bye, <laughs> yeah, bye. all right bye already just keeps it's going like, please this this person will not leave uh, as I mentioned earlier, Seth, there are some people who okay, feel let's, very strongly. I, I kind of can't song. wait. This is going to be the joy of the of the part. By the way, I wrote in my notebook 
uh, he inspired me to say that um, Fort Myers is just Miami with eczema. Um, so I just did write that before I got here, you know. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very you proud. You had to squeeze I'm, that in I'm there. very proud of that. We There's are. like two or three people that say they don't understand the Nashville with a tan part, which makes me very happy. A lot of people talk it's about how Inuit, Alaskan people. Uh, I don't get the tan part. <laughs> drenched in wine, who hopefully would go back and read this comment oh, and want to hang herself. I love this song because I've always thought of it as my song. I don't understand every single lyric, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I understand the general story. Mm. A girl was raised in physically good conditions, had enough money, physically. but it sucks because her parents are all high profile so that everyone's watching her all the time, which is why, quote, she can't go and she can't relax. Uh, she says, I love this song. It's my favorite. I play it on loop all the time, and it makes me feel so much better all the time just to hear that everything's going to be all right. Feels so good, even if it is just empty promises. I, I just have to say, we had. I think we should have been reading these genius annotations as we go down the line because they are fucking funny, man. Starting back up at the very beginning, she grew up with the Children's Stars in Hollywood Hills and the Boulevard. Um, genius tells us. While many rich celebrities live in the Hollywood Hills, they would not frequent Hollywood Boulevard as the street is, ro is road-lined with tourist traps and out-of-work actors cosplaying for petty cash. <laughs> Being from Georgia, this shows that Mullins is unfamiliar with real Los Angeles neighborhoods and instead is painting a picture based on movies and pop culture. And this adds to the fairy tale nature of the song. Wrong! Yeah. He has no idea what fuck is going on. Nope. He has no idea... And, uh, and and just start spewing this uh, this this bullshit about a girl that he fucking met. That's a lie. <sighs> Every this is old school punker twenty three says. Every time I hear this song, I cry. Call me a pussy or whatever. But as of tonight, this is going to be the worst song I've ever heard. Why do you ask? <laughs> Probably not, but I'm going to tell you. K K. Well, this girl, she's bi, and she says to me all the time, "You're the only guy I'd ever do stuff with." So I'm like, that's awesome, because that must mean something. And I love her, and by love, I mean travel 13 kilometers or more to get to her. But tonight, <laughs> I was sitting there. I knew that her in the bed with my buddy Devin was a stupid idea. So what do I do? I sit there, let it happen, let my heart slowly get torn to pieces. So I say to myself, have a smoke, it will calm you down. It did for like two seconds after I got... <laughs> after i got it great. they were making out because they didn't even say hi to me or fuck off or anything <laughs> so i was sitting there biting my lip as hard as i could what the fuck taken right on? from his journal well you know my favorite thing about that is now we know how love is measured in miles it took 13 kilometers so it meant something <laughs> that's the best part uh, of that one. yeah that's what love is yeah. if you ever wondered Will you travel 13 kilometers? Are you going to travel 13 kilometers to see somebody? You're gonna, obviously in love. I'm not even going to read the rest of that. Um, <laughs> that was great. <laughs> yeah, there's it, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of insanity. A lot of that. Song. A lot of people that love this song, um, God, are probably not confused <laughs> in, in in a major way. Yeah, uh, the director of this video, Roger Pistoli, also. Also directed Counterfeit by Limp Bizkit oh and Long God. Day by Matchbox 20. Not surprised what, by what that. What a terrible, <laughs> what a terrible, terrible catalog list. Yeah, of music videos you've done. Uh, just to point out about it, the music videos. It's uh, this music video. Uh, it just starts with it's him playing on street corners at first, and then in a bar, what looks like a strip club, and a girl 
in a 50s automobile riding around in L.A. visiting these bars. Girls sitting in the bar. It looks like from, from the looks of it, a strip club, although you see no strippers in the bar, occasionally you see Sh- uh, Sean uh, singing. Uh, at one point, he there the girl and one of her friends is at a pool, and might I add a very un-LA looking pool, like right. you would think it would be like an extravagant looking pool. This looks like a fucking kiddie pool in a backyard in like Cape Coral or something. And it's very small. It's real small. It's unimpressive. And the girl jumps, the girl that, that is the focus of the song, the one that he's singing, well, get, jumps in the pool. And when she comes back out, she sees her friend making out with the guy. Obviously, she's in love with the guy. And that's why she sinks back into the pool and starts crying. It's just, it's, it might be just as bad as the song. It's it, uh, really, it might be. And there are long, there are drawn out up close, and I mean extremely up close pictures uh, shots of faces, lots of them, yeah. so much so that you can see the pores of these fucking people. That's not an exaggeration. You can. Disgusting. This is a really, really bad video for a really bad song. Mm-hmm. Uh, Creep Factor. Creep Factor goes to at least eight and a half. Yeah. At least because of the yeah. just because of the way it's all about the way he sounds. It's all about delivery, baby. It's all about that delivery. Yeah. yeah. I'll give it a I'll give it an eight seven. Wow, even higher than me. I I'm, mean just a hair. I mean, yeah. Just a CH. It's up there though. It's it is up there. way up there. Yeah. It's terrifying. Knowing the backstory, knowing <sighs> about this guy. Yeah. yeah, there's something there's there's some level of creepiness to him. Um to him talking about someone that he actually did meet, but changing the story. Yeah, th- and I, yeah. I'm sure that that happens plenty of times, but it's oh boy, there's uh, there's some problems there. Very, 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 very problematic. Extremely fucking problematic. Um, the fact that um, uh, that you know, the here's one thing that kind of blows my mind about this guy, uh, Mark, is that he had he he did some work with Matthew Sweet. I know you're aware is a really great songwriter. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to put him in the stratosphere or anything, right? But came up with a couple of really, really great uh, uh, records, two really good records in specific, and um, and and he did. He spent time around him. He spent time around uh, Amy Ray of the Indigo Girls, who is a very, very good songwriter and is extremely poetic. And not one little fucking bit of this rubbed off on him. Yeah. Not one bit of it. And I listened to other songs from this record, Soul's Core. Jesus. They're all bad. Seth. They're all bad, man. God, I know. Man. I, I'm, I'm a glutton for fucking self-punishment. Jesus. But, I mean. Hey, he, are you all right? I'm, I don't know, man. I'm not sure if I can make it through. God. Really, though, man, th- it's all bad. Everything about this is bad. Yeah. 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 Um, well. Let's go ahead and put this to rest. Yeah, we got a purge, man. I have not listened to this song in so long, and I do not plan on listening to it again for a long, yeah, for long. If I go the rest of my life without hearing it, time, I'll be I'll be happy. It's so bad. Next week, Seth. All right, um, gonna, I think we're gonna purge a little. I think we're gonna. Yeah, I think yeah. now that we've gotten this one put to bed, I think we're gonna have a guest on. It's been a little while. I'm hoping. Yeah. I'm hoping. Um, and we are going to talk about the system of a down song. Chop suey. Got stories to tell. Yeah. Yeah. Good okay. ones. Good ones. I I'm, I'm not, gonna feel a lot better. <laughs> yeah. After that. I, Chop suey is a weird one. System of a Down is a weird one. Yeah. Um. 
it'll be interesting to see how this works out. How the whole thing plays out, especially if our guest is out. here. Yeah. Yeah. So we're yeah. going to see about having our friend Joe uh, on. Joe Latchett. Joe Latchett from, or, or also known as Joe Zero from yep. back in the day um, from uh, Graveyard Printing. Graveyard Shift Screen Printing. Graveyard Shift, yes. Yes, right. It operates right near me. Yes. Um, and uh, he is a listener. Also and from, he was in. Uh, um, Merkit. Merkit, yeah. He's been Merkit. in a bunch of different bands of different that are great. Yeah. Um, so we're going to try and have him on, and we're going to do Chop Suey. So, Joe, here's your here's your notice. You're going to be doing Chop Suey. So listen to Chop Suey. I like the song. I like it's, System of a Down a lot. I, I, so, I'm going to save my stories about System okay. of a Down for next week. It's I know an interesting one, one. Yeah, I know. It's an interesting I one. I, I love it. it. I, I, it's it's it's. I, it was a I, I, safe to say a life changing ex- musical experience. Indeed. And I'm going to enjoy talking. They'll about do it. that to you. Yeah. Uh, so in the meantime, go ahead and listen to uh, Chop Suey by System of Down. Keep listening. Please tell your friends. Tell them to tell two friends. Go to our website on uh, Facebook, uh, the Lyrics to Go podcast on Facebook. Go on our Instagram. Um, send us uh, some information about you. Tell us about yourself. Um, tell us about how um, a songwriter made you made you happy, and then wrote about you being sad. <laughs> tell us about songs that you've heard that make you sad. Yeah. Um, tell us uh, anything that you'd like. Please get in contact with us. I hope you love this show. I hope you enjoy it. We enjoy doing it. Uh, sometimes we don't enjoy have to listening to some guy from Atlanta sing about how horrible LA is. I hope you all have a good week. <laughs> I knew you were gonna do it. <laughs> Somewhere between my mouth and your ears Some words got lost, the idea wandered off Thanks a lot for listening. Our theme song was done by Exploding Pages. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for songs or lyrics, you can send them to lyrics to go pod at gmail.com. We'll be back here next week. <laughs> <laughs>